Welcome to Talking Stations Lounge, where players from all over EVE Online gather to exchange ideas. I'm Matterall. In this program, we sit with another candidate for Council of Stellar Management on the eve of election for CSM 12. Welcome to the show, Clevian. Hey, it's good to be here. Did I say that right? Uh, Clavin. It's pretty close. Clavin. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Cleaver got in my head there and I just uh, said it wrong. You were from where? Uh, you mean geographically? Well, in the game, yeah. Like uh, what, what uh, alliance are you affiliated with? So currently affiliated with the uh, Rejection of Sovereignty Alliance. Um, one of the sitting CSM members is a part of the alliance as well, Kyle Aparthos. Oh. Are you former M- SMA as well? I am not, no. Okay. So you don't carry that baggage too? No. So what's that? Is that a, sounds like a little bit of a protest alliance, right? Or is it, uh, is it a, you're making a statement with that name. Yeah, uh, the alliance itself is based out of wormhole space, uh, where you know sovereignty for the most part doesn't exist, aside from just players trying to claim that we own this. So it, yeah, it's a bit of a protest. Um, most everybody in the alliance has had experience with sovereignty with the Sov Wars of Nullsec. Um, quite a few of the guys in my current corporation, uh, we all flew together years ago back out in Provi Block. Pravi Block, were you there? Like it's, it looks like you started in two thousand eight, two thousand nine era. Yeah, um, I was out there with CVA. Um, I was actually part of the Sylph Alliance. Oh, I really liked uh, that name. What was that like? Well, um, I was brand new to Eve. I basically started up, ran some missions, found a group of people, and they were like, "Hey, we're going to go join Nullsec." And I was like, "Sure, okay." <laughs> so. Yeah, just kind of dove right in out there, had no idea what I was doing, um, could barely fly interceptors, but I mean, it was it was really good fun. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't like had to do more with just the, the solve politics and the, you know, non-aggression packs that would be signed one day and broken the next day. Now, not by CVA. So you were in this playground where a lot of new people would go before there was anything like a Karma fleet or a Horde or a Brave even before them. There used to be Providence, and that's where people would go to kind of put their feet in the water to see what living in Nullsec was like, because it was semi-restrained. Not everybody would was out to kill you there, uh, and so people would kind of – that was their entry point into the, the wider game. So it's not really the treaties and the bluing up or the betraying of treaties that CVA was a part of, because they really weren't. Uh, it seems like you were protesting or didn't like the idea of what was going on around you at the time, which was a lot, actually. Oh, yeah, there was quite a bit. I mean, we were out there. Uh, I went out there just as uh, Bob fell. And right. you had this big upset in, in sovereignty when they collapsed. And everybody was was running around trying to claim as much territory as possible. So it was a zoo. Oh, yes. And so, you know, CVA was great. I mean, we we liked being around with CVA, but there was a bunch of other people trying to push in uh, and we just couldn't really hold back against it. Yeah. 
I guess when the great, you know, war was over, uh, people were looking for more uh, content. I hate that word, but content. So they probably thought, well, let's go relax in CVA and kill new guys. That would have been you. Oh, yeah, that was definitely me. So how did that, like, form your vision of uh, what Eve was? Like, how did you – because it seems like you took a break after that, or did you – Yeah, um, I actually did. Uh, the break was more for real-life stuff that was taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it cemented my love for the game of Eve. It did – how did taking a break cement it? Not not taking the break. Oh, but sorry. Yeah. The experience out there – with the Pravi block and with uh, the wars and everything that was taking place. It cemented my love for the, for the game itself and for the possibility that you could find in Eve. That's really cool because you're part of an interesting generation. Uh, Pro God came out of there same time. You were in there at probably the most exciting time for CVA because it was, it was very social. There was a lot of activity going on uh, and a lot of people had come into the game and like I said, that was the place to go if you wanted to get into NullSec early on in your career. So that's you're kind of part of an interesting class of uh, players that have gone through. What happened after CVA? You took go ahead and describe what happened after that. Well, so um, after my time with with Sylph and and CVA, uh, the group of guys that I was with, as it was very clear, the alliance was collapsing. People were pulling out. We back up into uh, high security space and we were trying to figure out what to do and so we formed a um, alternate corporation uh, with some brand new alts we rolled up and we actually started doing high sec war decking which a lot of people hate <laughs> not trying to get the ire there uh, but it was quite a bit of fun um, being mercenaries and and that sort of gameplay and that's you know declaring war on groups is different than ganking them you were how right? Would you say there's a difference in mentality, or is that kind of the same thing? Like, let's find people to kill. It was it was a much different mentality, even from what people know of as high sec war decking today. Uh, back then, 2009, we had groups of guys that were flying around looking for targets, and not just you know scanning the trade route from Amar to Jita and just tagging everybody that comes along, but actually looking for people that would give good fights looking for people that seem to own certain areas or, or finding targets that somebody might pay us to attack. And then we would broadcast that and we'd say, hey, we found where these guys are. We know their trade routes. We know when they log in. We know who plays. We know what they fly. Do you want us to attack them for you? And a lot of times people would pay us to do it. Oh, I see. So you were actually looking for, you were looking for mercenary work as far as you were doing your due diligence to find out who would be good and uh, and what clients you could get and that sort of thing. It wasn't just uh, a one or two man corp uh, that it looked like they were carrying something nice. Right. I mean, there were there were the times when we would see a freighter and we'd scan it. We'd be like, wow, that freighter's got a lot of good stuff in it. And then we keep an eye out. Like it wouldn't be like, oh, everybody's suicide gang. We keep an eye out. We'd be like, well, let's see if he regularly runs this. Let's see if he regularly moves large amounts of goods. Who else is he with? You know, who's he associated with? Who could defend him? Uh, and it was, it was actually looking for and trying to hunt down a target, not just, you know, declaring war on 20 people and then camping a station. Yeah. That's really interesting. It's not something you hear about much that the, the, uh, the mercenary life in high sec, uh, guns for hire and, uh, all the reconnaissance that goes into it. 
Yeah. I mean, a lot of the tactics we employed actually uh, caused the changes that took place in how wars are declared and and how people can drop in and out of alliances and and how wars follow them. Oh, I didn't know that. So you guys uh, had some influence on the game already. Yeah, uh, the the group then had a lot of influence on on that side of the the gameplay because I mean at that time you didn't have huge groups of of high sec war deckers. You didn't have people like Pyrat um, or Marmites that are just you know looking for the easy kills or the expensive ones. But they're all easy if you're prepared because it doesn't sound like that's a player versus player. I really liked one of the uh, candidates last year, the guy from Red Frog. Uh, really influenced my way of looking at things when he said that's not player versus player that's basically player versus self you know can they pull this off the other player has nothing to do do with it he's a big pinata uh he just either lives or dies by what he prepared for not what he can do when he's trapped um, yeah that's a pretty good way of looking at it yeah so what happened after that so you did the mercenary thing in high sec and well, after that, I was actually at college for about four years. And while I was there, um, I didn't actually spend a lot of time with Eve. Um, Good for in you. A bit, changed, you know, got my skills training as much as I could. Um, but I really didn't do much with Eve until I came back. And when I came back, you know, the high sec war decking group was pretty much gone. Most of my guys had gone off to other groups or they'd stopped playing. And mm-hmm. so I actually had, you know, myself in a stealth bomber and nobody to bomb and so i you know <laughs> flew back out to my old my old stomping grounds of cva and probably space and just started solo bombing stuff all right so you came back around 2013 yep uh 2013 right in august september yeah that's also when the game was probably at its peak as far as population it's actually we're not that far from it but that was like when the most amount of people were in I believe there's a lot of politics going on at that time, too. So you were bombing people alone in Pravi? Did you feel guilty for killing your, you know, your former self? Um, kind of. Uh, most of the targets were corporations that I had never heard of before. Um, there were a few people from CVA, and I was like, ah, CVA, kind of feel guilty. But, I mean, I flew back out there. The, the part that made me feel the most guilty, I guess, was the fact that I had bookmarks for pretty much every tactical every station over the entire area. Ah, that you had when you were in CBA. Right. And I mean, it didn't last very long. I would bomb a few people. There were a couple of times I would bomb, I I bombed somebody and he had like a bunch of, you know, exhumers in the hole of his uh, cargo ship that had just blown up. And so, you know, I gave them back to him afterwards and and that sort of thing. So I wasn't a complete douchebag, but I I found it kind of fun to be solo. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, you were playing solo. You were, I mean, not just were you playing the game solo, but you were kind of by yourself in the game? Yeah. Uh, the corporation that I was with was uh, just me. Um, and so there was, there was nobody else really around. Uh, that lasted for about two months. And then um, one of the guys I used to play with came back online and said, hey, do you want to join me? I'm with this group. It's called Kill It With Fire. And I was like, sure. Oh, I always liked that name. Uh, you know, one one pattern I've already detected is you're joining groups that na- would have that have names that I actually really like. What was Kill It Like Fire like? So Kill It With Fire was a wormhole-based alliance. Uh, that's actually where you had, you know, Hard Knocks, um, 
the Suicide Express, which I'm part of. You had Actua. Um, you had quite a few groups that were pretty PVP-centered, uh, and they were capitalizing on C5 wormhole space at the time that I joined. Oh, C5s. The, the great highway, right? Yes, and this was you know before the escalation nerf, and so uh, the massive money maker that C fives were, and so you know I came back, I had you know solo bombed a little bit, I was joining Kill It With Fire, and I was getting into an aspect of Eve that I had never experienced before, which was wormhole space. Yeah, how would you contrast these three areas that you were a part of so far? One is newbie experience in Providence, second being high sec mercenary. Also, bomber solo. We'll consider those three actually, and then now wormhole space. So, the two that were probably the most similar uh, to me would have been when I was out bombing solo and with wormhole space. Um, a lot of the time, you know, I was hunting by myself. I was cloaked. I was trying to find what it was that you know would give me some excitement in Eve. Um, when it came to you know being out in nullsec, being in high sec, like they're very distinct uh, areas of gameplay within Eve. It's even even when it's just the newbie zone of of nullsec. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this is a long way away from the stuff you didn't like, which was the politics of uh, you know nullsec. Right. Um, you know, while I loved being out in nullsec in terms of like it was dangerous. You know, there was that that bit of excitement that, you know, at any moment somebody could be showing up and trying to shoot me. Um, the rest of, of the NullSec experience really wasn't what I was looking for in gameplay. And I was able to find that, you know, dangerous, exciting feel when I went into wormhole space. Yeah. It, it kind of sounds like you like hunting. Yeah, actually. Um, I currently hunt uh, for several different MPSI blobs groups. Mm-hmm. Are you good at scanning? Yep. <laughs> I find that to be probably the one thing you can be good at uh, that w- that applies everywhere, like almost everywhere. Whether it's hunting or moving logistics uh, or just general traveling, you know, finding those shortcuts is essential. Yep. Now, prior to... 2013, I had never trained a single scanning skill. I didn't know anything about scanning. I didn't even know that I could launch probes from a ship and scan stuff down. Like that was completely new. And I was introduced to it by my friends when I went to kill it with fire and and I joined the suicide express. Right. The suicide express. Right. Cool. But you've also done other stuff, right? I think I got, I think I understand who you are in a certain respect, but what about trading uh, did you do anything with markets and trading and that sort of thing yeah um so uh, one thing that i've been doing since um about i'd say august of last year uh somebody was talking to me about you know well there's different aspects of pvp and eve right there's market pvp there's you know local pvp with trade scams and so i was like well let me let me try these out let me get into this and so i wanted to experience these other aspects and so yeah i, I went to amar i went to Jita, i started trying to do the station trading and, and moving goods from here to there to get the best prices. Um, currently working out of a market hub, you know, out near uh, Delve and Declan. So of all your endeavors, which one made you the richest? 
investing in geckos in 2013. <laughs> so those were drones that ended up uh, being exclusive and they eventually got popular. It took a while, but you held on to them long enough to make, make a killing. Well, yeah. Uh, 2014, I guess, was when I first got some of them. And some people basically gave them to me and said, here, if you can use them, use them. Uh, and so I had a, like five, 600 of these things. And then, you know, 2015, 2016 rolls around and I'm like, hey, I can sell these. Yeah, for 70 million a pop. I think a few doctrines, I think even PVE doctrines, which are even better, got popular with those. And for a while they were 70 million. And so that's quite a bit. And then they started dropping again. And so their price immediately started to drop. So you got out of the market before that, I take it. Yep. I've got uh, a couple of dozen geckos left, most of them for personal use. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So you're kind of an anti-coalition uh, person. You want to represent everybody, right? That's correct. Um, I'm not really like, I don't have any soft backing and I'm not really into the politics of that, that sort of thing. And I don't want that influence on me at, if, as a CSM trying to represent the, the gamers of EVE to CCP. Mm -hmm. Aren't you afraid of running for CSM considering there's only 10 seats now and there's a lot of blocks that are saying, you know what, CSM looks like it actually works. Let's put our candidate in. NC as a candidate, Waffles as a candidate, Horde as a candidate. Obviously, Goonswarm has candidates and they have a whole ticket for Imperium, you know, and the list goes on. Is, is there going to be room for someone like you? I think there's always going to be room for somebody like me. Now, if that somebody is actually going to be me, I mean, that's up to the players to decide. But there always needs to be room. And I think there always will be room for that one or two candidates that doesn't have the soft backing, that doesn't have the soft ticket. Um, and I think the real challenge there is just reaching out to the players in, in the game that really don't know much about CSM, that really don't know about the elections and the election process. Um, cause it's, it's a lot easier to communicate with a massive group of people that are under your coalition or your alliance by sending out a big email and saying, Hey, everybody log in tomorrow, vote for these people. Um, yeah. as opposed to, you know, actually reaching out to the individual gamers that want to stay in high sec or that, that want to be in their small groups in a wormhole and don't really have that mass communication out there telling them what to do. How do you reach those guys? You know, I mean, if you could consolidate high sec votes people would do very well that were non null sec but how do you reach them it's very difficult um you really right now have to reach out on an individual basis um there's also the npsi groups you know those people that that join uh these big public groups that's one way to reach out to individuals you know you mm -hmm. don't want to capitalize the public group and say Oh, hey guys! Uh, I'm just gonna, you know, market myself as a CSM now. But just getting getting to know players on that regard, you know, in the the groups where they're all together in a situation where they normally wouldn't be, where they're gathering for a specific event, or reaching out to you know new bros or to new corporations that are trying to run high sec missions or that are continuously getting ganked by pirate and being like, hey guys, here's here's some tips. Here's some information. Let's be friends. Let's talk about some stuff. Let me guide you through what I know of Eve. Aside from spamming people, you really, it's going to be one person at a time or 
you know, few, I think Spectre fleet would help with that or, or any of those, uh, what they're called, uh, purple fleets, right? Cause shoot everybody outside of our fleet kind of fleet. Cause you meet a lot of different people coming and going from that sort of experience. Right. And that's, uh, one of the avenues through which I've gotten to meet and, uh, speak with a lot of people in Eve, right? Spectre fleet. I've been with them a few times on a couple of their roams, um, Bombers Bar and a couple of their NPSI, you know, not purple shoot at Rome's, mm-hmm. um, even Uni Bomber with Eve Uni and some of their public uh, Rome's. And so that's that is one avenue that I've used for, you know, getting to know people. So if someone was to ask you, like, you know, what are your expertise? What would you say? Right now, my expertise would have to be in wormhole space specifically. Uh, that's where I've spent the most of my time in the last like three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I would have the most recent experience. Yeah. Well, but it seems to me like you're not even an expertise type candidate. You're more a generalist, like you want to represent people who don't necessarily get represented all the time. That's correct. Um, and that's one reason why I didn't market myself or or even put a com- campaign thread together saying, Hey, I'm a wormhole candidate. I don't want to be the wormhole candidate. I want to be a candidate for Eve players that is there to make sure CCP doesn't screw up their game too badly. Right. Well, cool. Is there anything that we didn't cover that, you know, what would you say to anyone that said, I want to get to know this guy a bit better? Not, not your skill set so much, but, you know, the actual person. Is there anything that you would want to, anything interesting? Surprise us. Or not. Well, I really like I, I really like to drink tea over coffee. That's one thing. <laughs> I think he just won the English vote. <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. So very much. You sound like a young man, though. You're uh, you went to college not long ago. Were you playing Eve before college? I think you were. I was. Um, I actually started playing Eve when I was a pretty young teenager. Uh, most people would have complained that I was one of those twelve-year-olds running around flying spaceships. Were you actually twelve? No, I wasn't. Oh, you just acted like a 12-year-old. How old? Okay, you don't have to tell me how old you were, but you basically played when you were a young teenager. You took a break. You did college and stuff like that, and uh, probably in your 20s, and uh, you've been at the game for a long time. Yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up. That's great. Well, cool. It's nice to meet you, uh, Cleveland. Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland works. Most people call me Clay. (laughs) Clay, I'll say that. Clay, it's nice to meet you. Good luck on your campaign. Hey, thank you very much, Matterall. 